0: What up?
2: It's Golden Spaces, an Odyssey original podcast with Justin and Nat. We are here, guys. I'm actually super... Hype isn't the right word, but I'm super fine, Justin. Unlike the rest of Dubs Twitter right now and many Warriors fans, I feel good. On the vibe scale, I'm probably about an eight still. And uh, yeah, I'm not really stressed out. about this l i would have liked the win they should have won but mm-hmm. i i really feel okay so let's start there with how are you feeling the warriors lost tonight in steph's return after having a five game home streak um part of the reason i really just wanted the w because i swear i'm so fucking tired hearing about the road record versus the home record shit like i like it's like every time slater does the the Warriors haven't won an overtime game since then, or they're one. (laughs) I'm so fucking tired of hearing about these stats um, because they're real. I understand. I get it. But like, at the end of the day, like they're just not going to matter for purposes of the postseason. So I don't care. Um, But I keep hearing them. So I'm tired of hearing them. So I wanted them just to win, to win, but they didn't. So whatever. They didn't, but I'm still not that like low or anything like that. And I'll explain why I'm not, but, I
1: feel fine. How are you feeling, Justin? Yeah, I feel cool too, especially considering um, they didn't lose any ground in the standings. Um, They had just won five games in a row. So, you know, the vibes start going down when you start stacking losses. You know what I mean? like It was a frustrating loss, and it was a loss that we all know could have been prevented. Um, The way they started and the way they finished the game just wasn't on par with what it needs to be defensively for them to, you know, do anything major in the postseason. So hopefully they can, you know, get back on track with that and find a way to defend on the road. But overall, like, you know, it is what it is. AD goes for almost 40. I think he might have had 40. Um, You know, it's just another game, 82 games. And it's at the point in the season, again, where it's like if the Warriors are – at 40 wins right now instead of 34, and they lose the same way, people aren't really throwing their arms up in the air. It's just the fact that they're trying to get to a certain point, um, avoid the play-in and all that type of stuff. And it's like, uh, we, we thought we had some momentum, and it's a frustrating loss. So, you know, it is what it is. And it's the Lakers, so people going to be mad. Yeah, against the
2: Lakers without Braun. Listen they did have some momentum because they had one loss doesn't mean that they don't like if they go and they win like the next three or four games, then you're just like just one L in the grand scheme of things. Um, that Memphis game game is going to be interesting because that's not their next game, but I felt like this LA game. And then the next game against OKC are the ones that they really tried needed to try to go for. Because I was already feeling like the game in Memphis was gonna be harder, but it's gonna be a very dramatic game. Like, (laughs) Jaws gonna be Mm. coming back after all of this drama with him. So, we don't need to spend a lot of time on that right now. But, like, it's just so that can just go one of two ways, right? Like, they rally and play really well because he got back and he apologized and the city's like forgiving to him. And it's like all this, (laughs) you know, just emotional extra shit. But they're dealing with some other stuff, too. I mean, they lost Clark for the season, which is really unfortunate. Like, never want to see a player injured, an Achilles, that type of injury. So, but that's a big loss for them.
1: Mm
2: -hmm. Mm-hmm. That is a big loss for them. Yeah. Yeah, their bigs. I I mean, their bigs aren't
1: really. Yeah, their bigs, the, the situation with their bigs is, like, not the best right now. Um their team is just kind of in a real rough spot right now. They they built a cushion, and this is partially why you want to build an early season cushion because when things get a little rough later on in the season, you aren't in danger of falling too much. You know, they could potentially fall to three and the Kings can overtake them for the second spot, but they are nowhere near close to falling out of the play in. I mean, out of the playoffs. Um so I don't know. They they the Warriors get up for Memphis, so it could be <laughs> one of those things where like Christmas where it's like, all right, you know, Memphis is going to come in hype, but the Warriors experience and, you know, the fact that they really don't like Memphis can definitely, you know, pull out another gear for them.
2: Yeah, for sure. I mean, I, I don't even like, I know they can beat Memphis. It's not really that it's just that like by the third game of a road trip, when you're playing every other night, you're just sort of tired by that third game. So I kind of felt like they should really go for it on these first two games. Um, Because I I wanted them to win at least two out of three and that's still possible, but they got to win the next two, you know, and then they come back Mm -hmm. home to chase for like a little quick breather. So um, we'll see, we'll see what they do. In terms of this game, similar to you, I mean, they just won five games and I just... The Warriors, what they've shown kind of this season, I'm not going to say like always, but when they sort of have like, for whatever reason, you would think that Steph comes back and it would just be a boost to them. But it seems like many of the players have like struggles readjusting to like what they do when he does come back.
1: Mm-hmm. For sure. <laughs> I mean, it's, he's, he's the guy. So everybody has to take a step back, a slight step back and for other players a bigger step back. Also Andre came back so he was reintegrated and some of the forwards like Kaminga had a had a tough time adjusting to that and he didn't have the best game. I do think, you know, in the long in the long run they'll figure it out, but it's going to be another adjustment period when Wiggins comes back. So <laughs> this is why you want them to all be healthy and even Gary too. It's why you want them to all be healthy for an extended stretch so they can get that get those kinks out, get the rust out, and just kind of all play to the best of their abilities in their roles that they're going to be playing in the playoffs.
2: Or get a nice yes. matchup in the first round because they'll have to figure it out sort of like what they did with Denver last year, right? Sure. Um listen. Listen, um, yeah, I mean, I, I think that's why sometimes I don't understand why people get so crazy. It's like, it's the first game back with Steph he's on a minutes restriction. They lost Draymond at a crucial point in the game in the first quarter because they were already struggling and then they lost him and then Um, they sat Steph and like all the defense just went like straight to ass, you know? And so it's like, thankfully they got Dre back, but like we have to realize now he's playing with a pretty uncomfortable injury to his finger And it may not affect his defense that much, but it probably will affect his shooting. Not that he's like the biggest, best shooter anyway, but it probably will affect his shooting some. So now he has to adjust to that injury. Um, It doesn't, I mean, he came back and played tonight. So on some level that shows me their desperation because I feel like at an earlier point in the season, they would have just said, okay, we're not going to like bring him back tonight. And he came back and played right? So you had all of that just going on. There's still no Andrew Wiggins. We, we don't have GP2 back. And plus, you know, Steph is on a minutes restriction. So it's just like, guys, relax, you know? And they they were in the game. They got back in the game. They tied the game. They never took the lead. But I mean,
0: mm-hmm.
2: after they got back in the game, they pretty much stayed within distance the whole time. And it was like, a competitive back and forth at times, at times when, sorry, at times when you had a period where I think I once saw, like, there was no Clay, Steph, or Dre on the court. (laughs) You know, there was an extended time. Yeah, that's crazy to me, to be honest. That's crazy. Mm -hmm. But there was a time that I saw that, um... Like, I, I'm just going to say, I was not pleased with, like, a lot of these Kerr lineups tonight. I get that it's tricky because, like, Steph is on a minutes restriction. But I just... And then Dre hurt himself. So I'm going to, I guess, let that go. But I just... I really don't think there should be a time when, like, Steph and Dre are both off the court for, like, extended periods of time. I just... That doesn't make sense to me. Um, and I I sometimes would like... I wish that rather than taking the approach that, okay, I want to preserve them. So I have them at the end that sometimes maybe just go for the kill a little bit early. Like when they have the momentum, don't be like, okay, we're back in it. So now let me go sit them Mm -hmm. and try to see if the guy, because I feel like that's how you let those other fucking teams get back in it. You know, it's like Steph is on a heater in the fourth. Like, Let them just go a little bit longer and maybe build a lead. Maybe let them get the lead. But like, you know, um, especially when it's a night where Jordan isn't playing that well, Mm -hmm. you know, and he's not hitting shots. And, you know, the only other reliable person you arguably have on offense is Clay. You know, it wasn't a night where like Dante was having one of those nights where he was hitting threes. There was no like Jermichael. Like there was no one else really doing damage like that offensively. So, like, to me, it just feels like a night where, like, you really got to rely on Steph and Clay, you know, or your main guy. So, go for it. That That's how I feel. Like, if you're going to bring Trey back into a game where his finger is, like, f- is messed up, you know what I mean? Like, go for it. That's how I feel. Mm-hmm. That that. So, me and you were talking about this off, you know, off air because – I'm just like, you know, everyone's like, you know, Steph's going to have men's restrictions. And I'm like, yeah. And I'm like, just whatever, like play him because at this point you guys have to win games. You yeah. don't, lo- you don't lose anything in the standings tonight. You don't, but y'all have a hard stretch over March. You have a hard stretch over March. It'd be different to me if you were down by like 20, 30 points and it's just a lot of energy to exert, but you're right there. You get the game yeah. within one. You get the game, like, go for it. Don't be like, okay, let me get a quick little two-minute break for them. And then now they got to come in and try to make back up a five-point deficit, a seven-point deficit, and then still take the lead. Like, those are the times I have an issue with things. I just, I don't understand
0: that. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love,
1: Well, Steph clearly has it going, like if he's out there and he's struggling and he's not in rhythm and turning it over and stuff like that, then sure, give him a breather or whatever. But if he scored, well, he scored or assisted on their first like 16 points or something like that in the fourth quarter. And um he would have, they would have tied the lead up if, or they would have tied the score up if Draymond had made that free throw on the and one. And then he missed that and then Steph traveled and then they took him out and it's like, hmm. I don't know, right? Like that, that was the moment right there where they definitely should have just rolled it out a little bit. And you never know. They can continue that run, get some stops, and then you know, it could have ballooned to a five, six point lead for the Warriors at some point. And then at that point, it's just maintenance instead of like you said, having to come back in and they're down by five points. And now you got to make up another uh, deficit when the Lakers are in rhythm at this point and stuff. And, and I Anthony, do think it was a little been bit of
2: eating all night. He's been eating all right. night. And and the other thing, too, is that it's not just that, you know, you got to come in and make up a deficit, but it's also, like, how they play when you got to make up the deficit. Because, like, I felt like to close and, like, out that game, they just took, like, to me, ill-advised shots. Like, that weren't you know i know like there was another time when the game got close and then i think you tweeted like when jordan learns to stop taking shots like that now like that wasn't at the end of the game but like he just took like this three like just a stupid mm-hmm. fucking shot but even then there was like a point where i think the lakers maybe went up 4 or 5 in those last few minutes and then steph came back and took a three like you didn't need that three like y'all could have just and the thing is cuz you you guys were doing well basically for the most part getting to to the basket you know they were they were scoring like that all night you know and so now they missed that and i'm just like okay i already see what's coming now they're gonna all like he's gonna try to go for three clay's gonna try to go three and of course they are the splash bros they can make shots i understand that i get it but like i just feel like when when it always has to come to that every game y'all lose a lot of those games
1: yeah I agree. I agree with the overall point. I do think this particular game, they were kind of given those threes. So the the Jordan ones, nah, but the ones at the end of the game that Steph and Clay took, I live with those just because AD's parked in the paint. You know, Draymond gets a, a decent enough screen for them to get a little bit of um, space and they were hitting shots. So Steph and Clay in particular, they were hitting three. So I live with those, but in general, when you're playing against teams who don't have Anthony Davis in the paint, um, they don't have, like, an elite rim protector like that and teams aren't sagging off Draymond all the way into the paint, then for sure, I mean, Steph probably could have, like, you know, took a dribble like- inside and hit a mid-range, though.
2: Exactly. And also, too, like, I get it. Like, Steph does not get a lot of fouls that he could. But to me, there were some guys that he could have, like, drew some fouls on as well. And, like, mm-hmm. you could have stopped the clock. And you could have, that's what I mean. Like, to me, it's not always about you getting to the room and actually making a basket because, yeah, 80s there. Right. And I think earlier I tweeted that, too, because there were points when, like, 80 wasn't on the floor. And I see these guys going for mad threes. I'm like, son, mm-hmm. 80s not mm-hmm. on the floor. If y'all don't fucking drive to the back, if y'all don't drive to the basket, you know, it just I don't understand.
1: Yeah, and that, I mean, Steph is – when when it when push comes to shove, Steph is going to do that. He did that this game. He got to the rim. He drew a few fouls. He just didn't do it in the last possession. But it really has to be Jordan. It really – it has to be Jordan, right? Clay, yes. You're six seven. He doesn't have the handle the burst that Jordan has. But he can get to the rim and, and stuff like that. But Jordan, you have the burst. You have the finishing ability. You have the tricks with the handle and stuff like that, that Euro steps and all that. You got to – make it a really like make it a point to get to the rim like this year his jump shot has significantly regressed both as a three-point shooter and as a free throw shooter so i think it's just something going on with his touch overall that just you need to get to the rim right but this season has also been his highest volume um at the rim season right he's taking the highest amount of twos and he's playing the most minutes of of his career but he's taking the highest amount of twos that he has in his career he's shooting pretty close to his um to his best at the rim and stuff like that it's like this is your superpower this is what makes you different like this is what makes you such a good score because you can blend those things together together but i think he might have hit his first two or three threes and from there it was like oh yeah i'm i'm splash gonna nephew it. yeah it's like bro get to the rim especially like you said especially when 80s not in the game if 80s in the game i can i can see like all right little reluctance going to the rim because yeah. he's an amazing rim protector. He's one of the greatest defensive players of all time, especially when it comes to protecting the rim. But if he's not in there, nobody can stop you, bro. Like just get to the rim. Even if it's to draw multiple defenders and kick it out, you have to, have to add that extra dynamic to the team because anybody on this team at any point can just launch a three. That's all they've been doing. So somebody has to be the guy to get to the rim, draw multiple defenders, finish in the paint, shoot the floaters. His floater is money. His mid range is money. You just got to expand your game a little bit. And it's been disappointing that whenever Steph and plays, play, it's kind of like he's like, I can do what they do. So he launches threes. And it's like, how about you just add a different dynamic than, than what they bring? And that's what really would take the team to the next level. And we saw in the finals last season, he was he was really struggling against Robert Williams um, until he started leaning into his mid-range, stopped shooting as many threes, try to really attack those guys, and he starts seeing some success towards the end of the series, and it really helped him.
2: Yeah, you know, it's frustrating when Jordan does that, and also I just still give him a little grace because he's yanked around so much in this lot in 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 this this whole season. I mean that really mm-hmm. that's been his whole career basically on this team. It's like Steph's out, Clay's out, this person's injured. Start go to the bench, do this tonight, do that. Be like staff, lead this. You know, so I feel it's okay. hard for him to just like. He doesn't have a defined role on this team I mean you have a defined role in the in the aspect of like they need you to be a third scorer for the team and 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 stuff like that but it's just it's it it looks different on every night and I don't know if he knows from night to night what what's needed for him I don't know that he gets it so clearly
1: it's it's definitely tough for a young player um but again like Things control what you can control at the end of the day. You can control your your aggression towards the basket every single game. Your shot might come and go, but you can get to the rim and make plays, Um, whether you starting, coming off the bench, whatever. And I do think mentally kind of weighs on them a little bit. Like, it's kind of like a checkout factor. It's like, well, I'm not starting again. I'm about to play 20 minutes instead of 30. Um, like, I don't feel like going to the rim. I'm going to just shoot threes, you know. I hope that's not what it is, but I'm sure there's a little bit of that in there. Um, but this is why I tweeted the other day, like Kerr has to figure out a way to keep all three of his main scorers, um, excluding Wiggins, like engaged in a way that they can be the best version of themselves. Like obviously, you know, Clay's not going to be 27 a game, not a steps back and JP's not going to be 26, 27 a game, not a steps back, but just keeping them mentally engaged, attacking the way that they should be attacking. Cause like I said, they should be putting up, crazy numbers offensively like every every game they should be putting up 115 to 120 easily I mean um, I do feel like I
2: wish I do actually feel like I wish they also made a concerted effort with Wigs as well like I'm not expecting him to be up there with them as well but he also sometimes gets lost in the offense because they don't it's just like get it where you get it figure it out you know and I feel like that really underutilizes a lot of what he can do as well
1: yeah. I mean it's a lot of hey, Draymond and Looney, we need to involve you directly in the action or else you won't get guarded. So it's a it's Looney and Dre making a lot of decisions with passing, and Draymond just nine times out of ten is gonna default to passing to Steph and Clay doing some type of handoff action. So it just it just ends up being that. But if they do implement a little bit more post-ups for Wiggins, a little bit more high ball screens for JP and for Steph and even for Clay, um, I think it just can yield much better results over the course of the game. I think they've been more more willing to adapt defensively than offensively. And I think they can benefit from adapting offensively a little bit more as well.
2: Yeah. All right. Um, you know what, why don't we I mean look, I mean there's not much more to say. I mean I think we both kind of feel like at the end of the day, when really there's nothing that hurts them in this meaning they're still in fifth. They have a hole of fifth. And that's what I said the other day, because like the Mavs had lost a couple or whoever. So like, even though the Mavs lost again tonight and now, I mean, instead of having a two game lead, they only have a one game lead, but they're still in fifth. You know, so the, 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 the worst thing about tonight is that they had, excuse me, they were only one game back of the Suns. But now they're two games back. And in reality, it's three games back because getting a tie with the Suns doesn't matter because they hold the tiebreaker. Right. So and I kind of looked at their schedule and I just I don't I don't see three games coming quickly (laughs) and they got to lose three and we got to keep winning. Um, So Mm -hmm. it it really they really can't far fall too far behind them. Um, There's still a chance, though, to get four. But they they really they got to win games you know, and I mean, they got, I think the Suns have the Bucks coming up soon. We can talk about that a little bit later, but that, that's to me, like the biggest thing. And, and really, see, the thing about it is it doesn't really matter to me at this point. Like people are like, I want them to still get three. I'm like three, four doesn't really make a difference because the second round, they're likely to just be seeing, a higher seeded team anyway in that second round. So three or four in terms of like home court and how they finish doesn't matter. It just really means that they're just really just going to get home court for the first round. Right. So there, to me, there's not really a big difference in trying to get three versus four. The only point in trying to chase four is that you're guaranteed a home court round um, Mm -hmm. the first round. So anyway um i want to kind of talk about some of the players though um in the game so why don't we switch gears and 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 kind of talk about what you saw from some of the different we can talk about i'm saying you both of us but let's talk about some of what we saw from some of the different players tonight